What's up, everyone? This is Alex Lieberman. Welcome back to another episode of Founders Journal, the show by a builder for builders. We've been getting a ton of emails from you all, from our listeners. I, I Honestly, it has to be at like a couple hundred now. So for those of you that I've gotten back to, thank you for emailing me. For those of you waiting on a response, I promise I'll get back to you. It's just taking some time, but I would love to keep the momentum going. So shoot me an email at alex at morningbrew.com and at minimum, say hi, say what's up, whatever people say when they say hello to someone for the first time. But even better would be to share a little bit about yourself or share why you listen to Founders Journal or an episode that you would like to hear me create in the future, a specific topic that's weighing on you or that's taking up mental real estate as you build your business. But without further ado, today I am talking about what I believe is the apex predator of skills for an entrepreneur. And ironically, Everyone poo-poos on it, especially in university and early in life, because it's not considered a hard skill. Today, I'm talking about the power of sales, so let's hop into it. I was never trained in sales, but over the course of my entrepreneurial career, I have been forced to sell exceptionally well Otherwise, my businesses would have failed. It's that simple. And so I spent time over the last few days reflecting on what the strategies are, the specific strategies that you can take from this episode in order to sell well in your life. And these are the strategies that I've used to sell tens of millions of dollars in revenue across Morning Brew, across StoryArb, and across my career. And so it boils down to these eight things. I'm going to take you through these eight strategies, and I'm going to talk about specifically how to employ them within your business. Sales strategy number one, I do my homework. I am spending 60 minutes studying a prospect before we chat. I want to have answers to as many of the following questions as possible. What's their business? What are their business goals? What competitors have they likely spoken to already? And also, what have competitors likely said about us that I'm going to have to discredit if it's not true? What is their personal story? What are points of connection between us? And what's their professional love language? Professional love language means what is the way they like to be spoken to in a way that resonates most with them? Are they a more visual listener? Are they someone who likes hard numbers? Or are they someone who likes to be told a story? And so I have these lists of questions and I will spend more time studying for the call than the actual call last itself. And I did this, you know, I recently had a call with a potential client for StoryArm, my ghostwriting agency. I spoke with the person for maybe 15 minutes. I spent 70 minutes learning as much as I could about their background and their business. So anything they brought up, I felt like I had three levels of knowledge to be able to talk about. Sales strategy number two, I know when to play offense versus defense. Sales is all about building and maintaining momentum. If a prospect seems interested, you should work to close them as quickly as possible because any delay between your last call or your last email with them and your next call or your next email can be the deal killer. You need to keep momentum, just like in business, honestly. I think the thing that's not talked about enough is that momentum is the biggest thing to maintain in business when you have it. No one likes an annoying seller who doesn't pick up on context clues, though, so you also need to have self-awareness to know how big or small of a priority you are in your potential client's work and how hard you've already pushed. If you're getting the vibe that you've pushed hard, they're short with you, they don't seem super engaged, 
maybe you pull off the pedal for a little while. Otherwise, you risk breaking the relationship over the long term. Sales strategy number three, I use anti-sales to my advantage. Because I'm not a traditional seller, I didn't grow up in one of these sales rotational programs like they have at Oracle or Salesforce or Yelp. So I've learned this all on the fly. I use that to my advantage by saying to a prospective client, I'm never going to hard sell you on what we do. And so what I find is it disarms the client because they know I'm not playing the role of salesperson. I'm playing the role of a strategic consultant. And so I flip this, what I would say is a disadvantage of not being trained in this skill set to being an advantage. And really, at the end of the day, my goal when I'm talking to a potential client is to deeply understand their problem so then I can understand if what I am offering them is the right solution. If we are not the right solution, I will be the first to say that I don't think we're right for you. And if we were to work together, I think ultimately it wouldn't be a good relationship because we wouldn't provide to you what you expect. But if we are the right solution, if we do have the capability to solve their problem in the right way, I want to articulate our value well enough such that the client actually closes themselves and we don't have to close them as you know the agency or as Morning Brew. Sales strategy number four, I anticipate every question or concern and I preempt. I want to show every prospect a deep sense of empathy and thoughtfulness. And the best way to do that is to address every possible concern or confusion head on before they bring it up. And so there's the usual suspects that I find most clients will bring up if you don't preempt them. The first is, you're more expensive. Why should I choose you? The second is, how can I trust that you're going to do what you say you're going to do? By the way, the best answer there is to share case studies with previous clients, or even better, to take your current client who is willing to be a champion of your business and connect them with your prospective client. Another usual suspect is, how many clients do you plan on working with? How will you maintain quality? My answer to that is, we're going to scale this business quickly, but the first evidence of quality decreasing for clients is when I will stop growing the business and exclusively focus on getting quality to where it needs to be before we ever try growing again. And the last two usual suspects are, how will you help me accomplish my goal, which goes back to doing the right preparation before the call. And finally, did you do your homework on me? What would you do if you were in my shoes? Again, preparation is everything here. Now, I want to talk about the remaining sales skills that I employ whenever I talk to clients. But first, a quick word from our partners. Sales strategy number five, I get to know customers as humans first, professionals second. People check boxes with their heads and they make decisions with their hearts. This is true in B2C or in B2B. I don't just want to sell a potential client on a product. I want to sell them on our relationship. And the way that I do that is by understanding their story. How did they get to this point? What motivates them? What are their values? What's taking up headspace in their life right now? Just for context, a client who I spoke to a few weeks ago, who we probably spent 30 minutes talking about what StoryArb is able to do and what it's able to do for them, half of that call was spent talking about my upcoming honeymoon to Africa because the client shared pictures in their living room of incredible photography of a lion and a giraffe in Africa. And I could tell that they were really passionate about talking about these photos. And I was really passionate about talking about the trip to Africa. And so that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to talk about things that have nothing to do with the actual engagement because that's how you build a human relationship and not just this kind of 
unemotional, professional, transactional relationship. Sales strategy number six, I always reflect back my understanding of their goals or concerns. The word sales implies selling, which implies speaking. Ironically, I try to speak as little as possible when I sell. My general rule of thumb is 80% them, 20% me. I want to be a sponge and a mirror. I try to sponge up as much as possible so then I can speak from a place of knowledge and empathy. How do I do that? The first is being just a really active listener. The second is I remove all distractions when I'm on a sales call. I am a very distracted person. So when I'm taking a call with a prospective client, I'm closing Slack, I'm closing Twitter, I'm closing anything that can pull me out of the mode of actively listening to what they're saying. And then I try to mirror back everything that I've heard to both validate a prospect's goals, their concerns, their ideas, and ensure I'm correct in thinking about how they're thinking about things because that's the only way I can understand if we are well-suited to be able to help them. Sales strategy number seven, I focus on our strengths as a business versus competitors' weaknesses. I hate putting others down. And inevitably, clients will ask about competitors and how we think about ourselves relative to them. I try my absolute best to avoid talking shit about others. I really try never to do it. The only time I need to encroach on that territory is if I find out that a competitor has said something about my business that is factually incorrect and I need to invalidate that idea so that the client knows what the actual facts are. Talking shit doesn't feel good. It doesn't help other entrepreneurs, which is antithetical to my purpose of working. And it's something that I hope others wouldn't do to me. Plus, I believe that truly great clients will view badmouthing as a bad look because they'll look at, hypothetically, if I talk poorly about another competitor, they'll then just ask themselves, is this how Alex talks about everyone in his life, not just competitors to his business. And so I try to focus my words on our value as a business, our way of working as a business, and how that could be the right fit based on a client's needs that they've reflected to me. And last but not least, sales strategy number eight. I set very clear expectations and I don't overpromise. A big part of selling isn't just closing deals, it's actually saying no to clients and to money that will end up biting you in the ass in the long term. By setting clear expectations of what we do for clients and also what we expect from clients, I am qualifying if a client is right for us in the same way that they are qualifying if we are right for them. A shitty client is never worth the short-term revenue, but inevitably long-term pain. And so those are the eight strategies that I have learned through trial and error. Those are the eight strategies that I've used to secure tens of millions of dollars in revenue across my businesses. And those are the eight strategies that I believe you can use in your own business to become great at sales, which again, I think is the number one skill for any entrepreneur. Because inevitably, you're not just selling clients, you're selling customers, you're selling investors, you're selling partners, Everything you do as an entrepreneur is sales. With that, thank you so much for listening to Founders Journal. As mentioned at the top, shoot me an email at alex at morningbrew.com to introduce yourself and let me know what topics you want me to cover in the future. And I'll catch you next episode.